What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Passing Downs Podcast. I'm your host, Rahul Padi. I'm here with my co-host, PD. PD, say what's up. What's up? And today, we're probably going to be talking about one of my favorite QB rooms in the league. Uh, it's got starting one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league to watch, but we'll get into that later. First off, I want to quickly shout out our socials. Uh, please follow us on Twitter. PD's uh, at PD34 underscore. I'm at RealRahulPody2. Uh, we'd appreciate a follow if you want to check us out there. And if you guys have been liking this series or the podcast as a whole, please follow, sub, like, do what you can to support. And with that being said, let's get right into the Chargers quarterback room. This is getting pretty much... I think this is the top five or top four quarterback rooms we're talking about. So we're really getting into the juicy ones now. And uh, I'll let the uh, PD, I'll let you get started with Justin Herbert and his game. Yeah, this is the elite crop, the guys who were Pro Bowl quarterbacks last year. We expect to be Pro Bowl quarterbacks this year. And um, in, in the case of like these guys in the inner circle, um, we expect all top five of these guys to be MVP level guys, um, starting with Lawrence going all the way up to um, number one, Blaine Gabbert. Um, so let's get started on Justin Herbert's game. Um, he has exceptional size, both with his height and his wingspan. It allows him to throw over the middle of the field, uh, see over the line really well. Um, he's built a little bit slimmer, though, um, and that allows him to have very, very quick feet in the pocket um, for someone his size, especially. And that's huge for him. Um, as avoiding sacks is a big positive of his. Um, and generally, he can kind of shrug off tacklers with his size and kind of throw around them. Um, he has exceptional velocity on his throws, all-time great velocity, one of the most powerful arms in terms of um, generating gas on the football on throws outside the numbers, inside the numbers, you name it, um, and also exceptional ball control. And that allows for him to fit the ball into really tight windows when he does test them. Um, and then the last point I want to say in the positives is that he's extremely adept at getting all the way through his progressions, um, one to two to three to four, all the way to the check down. Um, but I would like to mention some negatives before I get let you address the positives and the negatives as well. Um, the stuff that I mentioned at the end there, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. So um, him getting all the way through his progressions, sometimes I would like to see him take a little bit more chances. Um, he passes up slightly contested throws, um, or contested throws deeper down the field for the wide open check down. Um, and in the long run, those are not the best efficiency play. It's actually uh, somewhat counterintuitively um, to test the contested windows more often than he does. Um, and in a sense, he, he he doesn't really skip reads, but he doesn't say, take the same chances on those contested passes like some of the highest field guys in the league, um, like Burrow and Mahomes would. Um, and then my biggest issue with him um, which has really, really bo- bothered me for, for a while, um, is that when he scrambles, or first of all, he barely does scramble, but when he scrambles, he barely seems to um, maximize the yardage that he could potentially gain. Uh, like, honestly, I think he could add like a full yard to his yards per carry. He has that kind of uh, size and movement skills um, to, to really be a really, really efficient scrambler. Um, and the fact that he doesn't have much scrambling volume combined with the fact that I think he's leaving yards on the table, um, it's just really bothersome to me. And um, just to like put a, put a stat on it, um, PFF has him with zero missed tackles forced on 33 scramble attempts, which is less than Jimmy Garoppolo. So um, you could kind of see him 
not really wanting to put his shoulder down or, or stuff like that. I mean, I understand that it's to protect injury and stuff like that, and it'll help him in the long run. But um, for the sake of something like this list where we're only projecting one year, um, it is going to hurt him in my eyes. Yeah, I like a lot of what you said about Herbert's game. There's a good majority I agree with. But before I get into that, kind of just to give some context about his last season, obviously coming into this year, Herbert had kind of taken the league by storm in his first two years, having probably one of the better starts we've seen in recent memory of any quarterback in the league. And doing it so on a Chargers team that had been struggling for a couple of years as Philip Rivers aged, and he kind of took that team from what it was at that point to a somewhat winning team, and obviously last year we saw him take that team to the playoffs, so he's definitely done a great job of turning that Chargers organization around and just been being really successful quickly earlier in his career, and I feel like that has kind of contributed to the narrative around him because after those two years... Herbert came in this year kind of being expected to jump into that same tier as like a Mahomes, a Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, those types of quarterbacks. Uh, At that point in the season last year, people were expecting him to be at that level last season, and he simply didn't deliver that. And there were a lot of factors of that. Um, Some I like to point out with like his team around him, obviously with Keenan Allen missing a lot of time. Mike Williams missing a lot of time, uh, the scheme kind of forcing him to play more conservative and check it down a lot more. All of those kind of combined to make it make it a very st- rough season, not only statistically, but as far as what his expectations were last year. And I wanted to say all that just to say I still think one part of his game that you mentioned a lot about PD is his aggressiveness. Uh, one thing I think we both kind of notice with him is he's not necessarily the most uh, prone to taking risks, being aggressive, throwing it into tight windows. And we both probably agree that he's got the arm talent, the strength, the velocity, obviously being at a very high level to make some of those throws, but he kind of just doesn't do it. And I think the place we disagree, which we were just talking about it, is I think that's something he definitely can do moving forward, especially in a new system like uh, he has this year, which I'll talk about later in the episode. Uh, As far as his rushing ability, which you pointed out as well, I think that's definitely going to be a flaw in this game that I don't really expect him to change much of. I think he's kind of always been that kind of rusher, even in college, who he's got the athleticism to pick up a couple of yards, but he doesn't have the open field awareness or even quick agility agility to just make a play uh, in the rushing attack. And like you were mentioning with his health, I think right now, the franchise doesn't really even want him to do that necessarily because they don't want to put him at any risk for injury. Uh, But I agree with a lot of what you said about his pros. He's obviously got a massive arm, massive athletic advantage uh, compared to most quarterbacks with his height and size. Uh, Great pocket awareness, one of the lowest sack takers in the league by far. Uh, Very, very accurate, one of the more uh, accurate quarterbacks in the league, which also means he doesn't really turn the ball over Uh, probably the best in the league at doing that so a lot to like and that's what we'll look into when we project uh next season but with that being said let's get into this 2022 season yeah i can't believe i didn't mention his accuracy but it's near the top of the league it's one of the very best um all right so let's start getting into his game by game breakdowns 
um, starting with week one against the Raiders. And I remember we were in person watching this one together and watching um, Derek Carr shit his pants. But um, on the other side, Herbert was fantastic in this one, making some fantastic down-the-field throws. Um, he was under pressure a number of times in this game, took zero sacks. Um, just really, really an impressive game. Accuracy, downfield aggression, um, all the elements that I wanted to see were pretty much on display here. Um, I wish he was a little bit more consistent in pushing the ball down the field in this one still, but um, the times that he did do it, he was really successful in it. Those were some fantastic throws. Yeah, as a Herbert fan watching this game, I thought that he was definitely going to make that jump that people were expecting. And watching this game live over there, I was so excited to see Herbert finally play this way because even like you said, this wasn't him fully going in all in on aggressive Herbert, but we finally saw a glimpse of it and what it could be. And he put up a incredible performance. He was accurate all, as always. I would say almost didn't miss a single throw all day. Uh, the Raiders really did bring the heat on him because I felt feel like they they try to be aggressive defensively to try to get in his head, maybe mess up his mechanics, and it really didn't affect him. He was getting the ball out very quickly. Uh, very accurately as well, really slicing and dicing this defense mentally because I feel like they really had no counter for what Justin Herbert was able to do. And I think he did do a good job of going downfield a couple of times, both the the pa deep pass to Keenan Allen as well as the deep pass to DeAndre Carter were two really, really amazing throws. And one thing we forgot to mention talking about just Justin Herbert's game in general is his deep pass is probably one of the most beautiful to watch visually in the whole league. And he had a couple of those in this one. So very good start to his season. All right, moving on to the next one against Kansas city. So he has an interception for a pick six in this one. That's one of the most ridiculous plays I saw all year. Totally not on him, um, but he does have a turnover worthy play late in the game where he just kind of, um, he takes a big shot to the ribs in this one. So I'm not sure how to weigh that in terms of the decision-making, but uh, makes a bad decision on on a read there, um, has an interceptable pass, and then follows it up with one of the best throws I've seen all season, especially when you consider the context of him just being injured, like dot on the money deep down the field for a fourth down on the post route. Just an incredible throw in a tight window um, to keep the Chargers' hopes on life support in that game. Um, for the rest of the game, he was pretty solid. Uh, Mike Williams was helping him out quite a bit, but... Um, I thought this performance was above average. Yeah, this game really, really upsets me after the amazing start he had to this game because I also, or the amazing start he had to the season because I also feel like he started this game very hot as well, playing in a roughly same way as he did last game where it was very much lights out. And ever since that injury happens in this game, I kind of feel like it takes him a while to return back to the Justin Herbert that we expect out of him. And that really messed up his overall season totals where we rank him as well because of this real downturn in the season he has starting from here. Because the Chargers really don't have any other option at uh, quarterback. And even with this whole rib situation, they kind of had to play Herbert and he was fine playing. But he clearly wasn't 100%. And that's definitely something I'm taking into consideration when I look at what he'll be next year when theoretically he won't be injured. But going into this one, I thought for 
three quarters or three and a half quarters, however long it was until that injury occurred, he was pretty lights out. He was making almost every throw, I felt like. Uh, that's when he had that interception that was absolutely an incredible play by the Chiefs defender. But other than that, no real mistakes. Uh, he did take a couple more sacks than normal, which was a little bit weird, but Still nothing that really derailed their offense. And as a whole, he was doing a great job of pushing the ball downfield. Uh, and then obviously the injury happens and you see a lot of errant throws. That's why the overall completion percentage here doesn't look as good. That's where that turnover early plays comes. And I kind of take that portion of the game with a grain of salt because he was clearly in pain and just doing what he could to tough out the game. And try to get this team a win obviously they couldn't uh but overall when he was healthy incredible performance in my opinion and if you take the injured part it would probably just be a above average game but to me I still look at it in the eyes of it being exceptional because of how he was before he was injured all right moving on to the next one against Jacksonville so this one very clearly the injury bothering him um and it shows up in his performance. So the accuracy, the consistency of the offense, very much off. He wasn't really getting all the way through his progressions, I thought. Um, this game was one of his um, more deeper average depth of target type of games. Um, was under pressure quite a lot. He did take two sacks. Um, the biggest issue for me was the turnover he plays, though. Um, he puts the ball in harm's way a couple of times with an interception and a fumble. Both of them kind of bad. does make up for it with a couple of explosive plays, but... Not really enough to uh, make up for the consistency of the offense. Also, like, large disclaimer, very much injured in this game. Um, so definitely take it with a grain of salt. I want to start with that part, yeah. Uh, the, he was looking very, very injured in this one. It was pretty visible that he was in pain with every throw. It just didn't really seem like the typical fluid mechanics you see out of Justin Herbert. He's normally very square, has a very clean type of form when he throws. And in this one, he seemed kind of like he was limping almost as he threw, even though it was just pain in the core. It, it just looked kind of out of whack. And as a result, he definitely played uh, much worse. This was one of those games that was highly anticipated because another quarterback of a similar caliber in Trevor Lawrence was coming in and played pretty pretty well as we talked about in the previous episode uh but herbert with the injury simply just was not able to keep up uh i think the mechanics problem caused by the rib injury made him very inaccurate we saw balls kind of go all over the place whether it was in the dirt or high over his receivers uh he did have one pick but i thought i also thought he had multiple turnover worthy throws because he really just wasn't able to get the balls where i he was trying to get get them uh with them being down so long so, so much very quickly he did attack a lot more than you would normally see this wasn't really conservative herbert because we saw the ball getting pushed downfield a lot but i kind of don't like how it has to take when he's backed against the wall for him to do that because we've seen him multiple times in his career actually go very aggressive when his team really needs a drive or when they need to come back and we kind of see it here obviously in a much milder manner because he's so injured and not really playing well but it is nice to see that Herbert does have the aggressiveness in his locker in case it needs to be pulled out but clearly with the injury it wasn't his day 
pretty below average performance, but I also take it with a grain of salt because of the situation. All right, moving on to the next one against Houston. So um, Houston, not a good defense, as we've said a billion times whenever QB has faced them. Um, and despite Herbert not really playing that great, in my opinion, um, especially with the consistency of the offense, has a turnover-worthy play in there, um, which he's not punished for. Um, I just thought that um, he was holding on to the ball quite a bit, um, and a few of these pressures were on him. Um, and kind of the the stuff that he was able to generate was a little bit of a result of the Houston defense. Um, so I can't quite get it to the very, very good status that his stat line would indicate, but I would say this was a, an above-average performance. Yeah, this game, I felt like he was still kind of dealing a little bit with that injury, obviously not nearly as much as in Jacksonville, where he seemed to be in very, very clear pain. He definitely played like he was normal, but it wasn't to the full of his abilities in terms of how hard he can throw, the type of accuracy, and I still feel like the pain was still there just a little bit and I think that's why he played the way he did very much a tale of two halves kind of game where the charges come in as a offense pretty hot and second half Herbert kind of isn't able to get things over going whatsoever and they kind of string the Texans along let them get back and Herbert does end up making one drive at the end of the game to kind of seal the deal and make this a pretty good performance for me, but definitely a very long, dull period there where he was missing a lot of passes, throwing quite inaccurate. But aside from that, in that first half, like PD mentioned, this Texans team was pretty awful, and there was holes all over the place, and the Chargers were kind of just able to do whatever they wanted. Herbert wasn't making any throws that would surprise you or whatever but since everything was open he was getting it to the open guy every time mike williams was huge in this one and just get it doing a good job of having a pretty good offense i'd say his best drive of the day was definitely that last one i mentioned to end it off so overall above average game to me that i think if he was healthy could have been even more because this texans defense was pretty terrible all right, moving on to the next one against Cleveland. So I thought this one was a little bit of an average performance. I think the passing yardage total was lifted um, by Mike Williams' crazy contest, contested catch. Um, and then generally for the day, he wasn't really pushing the ball down the field. Um, and for that reason, he wasn't really generating explosive plays. Didn't put the ball in harm's way. Um, so I can't call it bad, but um, this was just about average for me. I think I'm a little bit higher on this game than you. Uh, I wouldn't call it anything amazing either because I also believe that he didn't do anything to blow me out the water. Uh, it wasn't anything over-the-top impressive, but I thought he did his job in this one. Uh, in this game, the run game was very, very effective, which is quite surprising considering this Browns defense has always has had a pretty good front seven this year. Uh, and I think because the run game was doing so well, the Chargers asked a lot less out of Herbert because their offense was succeeding either ways. They weren't really asking him to be aggressive. And as a result, he was just keeping it short and simple, making a lot of quick throws. Uh, probably a lot of situations where he checked the ball down where he didn't necessarily need to, but 
still a lot of that I felt like came from just the game plan in general. I also agree that he was really only going downfield to Mike Williams, and even there it was more just 50-50 balls. But overall, I think that was still a well-placed ball to Mike Williams, and when he did need to, he pushed the ball downfield. He was able to come down and have a drive at the end of the game to seal the deal and win this game. So slightly above average performance for me. He definitely could have done a lot more, but I think the game kind of shook out to where he didn't have to do as much. All right, moving on to the next one. So in this one, he has to do a lot, dropping back a ton. Those 57 passes in this one, and he was under pressure a lot in this game. Only ended up taking two sacks, which I thought was really impressive for the amount of pressure that he was under. Um, doesn't put the ball in harm's way. Does have an interception, which I thought was just bad luck. Um, but in this game, just generally accurate. Um, wasn't pushing the ball down the field much. Had one explosive play in this one, but uh, for the most part, the pressure and uh, the way the Broncos were defending him kept this one to just slightly above average to me. But I think I could understand being it higher on this performance because of the circumstances. Yeah, I'm definitely higher on this performance. And to me, these are the performances that make Justin Herbert go so high on the scale for me because I see very few quarterbacks in the league that are just able to carry a team and offense through so much when so much is going on, there's so much struggle, and he's still able to pull through with a couple of consecutive drives throughout the game to pull this out for them. Because in this game, not only is the run game pretty much non-existent for them, which is commonly the case with the Chargers, but he's also missing Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is getting absolutely locked up by Patrick Sertan. And he's under pressure, under duress all game, only takes two sacks. And despite all of those situations where his receivers aren't really getting much separation, he's not really getting any rushing help, he's still able to be relatively accurate. And yes, he did miss a couple of passes, uh, definitely not one of his most accurate days, but given the pressure and the tight coverage, he was throwing into a lot of tight windows, so I would say he was still pretty accurate for the day. I would also agree that the interception wasn't really his fault in my opinion, and he did exactly what he needed to in terms of getting the ball to his playmakers who were pretty far and few between in this one because of all the injuries piling up and him not really have anyone to go to. And he did a great job of spreading the ball, getting it out quick despite the Broncos' defense always being on him, and toughed one out. So to me, this was a very good performance. All right, moving on to the next one. Uh, this one against Seattle, this one was a little bit rough for me. Um, Pushed the ball in harm's way a couple of times. One for the interception, which was pretty ugly. And then another turnover of the play. Um, was under pressure a lot. Ended up taking three sacks. Um, one or two of them on him, in my opinion. He was holding onto the ball uh, quite a bit in this one, trying to make a play. Um, not really his style. Um, when he's forced to do that, he looks a lot less comfortable than when he's in rhythm and uh, playing with a lead type of thing. Um, and so for this one, um, I thought he didn't really generate enough explosive plays to make up for those turnover two plays. Um, and I had this one as below average. Uh, yeah, I'd have to agree with you on this one. To me, this was the first game that I truly felt like he played bad when he wasn't injured in terms of fully ju healthy Justin Herbert, just not all being there. Uh, this was definitely that game. And to me, I just thought his accuracy was out of whack from the jump. 
uh, very early in the game. He was making a lot of turnover-worthy plays. I think that's when that interception happened as well. Kind of let Seattle get to a lead quick because he started out so slow. And I will say the rushing attack definitely wasn't doing anything once again. And in terms of his receiving core, this Seahawks secondary is really, really good. And to be quite honest, they were getting locked up once again. So he didn't have too many options, and I feel like that messed with him early on. He settled in later in the game, and that's where you see the points come in. You see the Chargers kind of try to make a comeback. But in general, it was just too much of a hole to dig themselves out of. And Justin Herbert simply wasn't doing enough to dig them out of the hole because he wasn't playing aggressive. And we've seen Justin Herbert in many scenarios before, previous seasons. Even this season we'll talk about where he's either down or gets into a shootout and you just see him kind of let the training wheels off and go shot for shot with other offenses, uh, really take the aggression on. Something that comes to mind immediately is the Raiders-Chargers game at the end of his second season. Uh, I really thought he would come out and do that sort of thing because the Seahawks offense was playing so well, but he just wasn't able to keep up, wasn't nearly accurate enough. He was letting the pressure get to him because he was holding the ball too long. That's where those three sacks come from. We see him make a couple of mistakes that were pretty costly throughout the game and really just didn't attack the ball downfield for the Seahawks to respect the offense significantly. So overall, pretty poor game in my opinion and definitely – this is the biggest example of what he needs to work on. All right, moving on to the next one. This one against Atlanta, and Herbert was really, really good in this one, in my opinion. Made a couple of explosive plays down the field. Uh, interception, not his fault. Just a horrible, horrible block by the receiver. Um, a number of drops from his receivers in this one, so his completion percentage should have been a lot higher. I thought he was really, really accurate, uh, putting the ball where he wanted to. Wasn't really under too much pressure in this one because he was kind of um, good about balancing when to hold on to the ball and when to get rid of it. Um, and so I thought uh, from that standpoint, he played a very, very clean game. Um, and the interception, like I said, was not his fault. So very, very impressed with his performance from Herbert. Yeah, definitely a very good bounce back game for Herbert here. And I will say this probably wasn't one of his best games of the season, but definitely a good way to get back on track after the last one because I still think he played very well, just didn't make a bunch of incredible plays that we've seen in some of his better performances. But I also agree that he was pretty accurate in this one. If it weren't for the drops, his completion percentage, I feel like, would be in the 80s and 90s in this game. That's how accurate I felt he was. And I'd also completely agree that that interception was not his fault. And not only that, I feel like he wasn't really letting the Falcons get to him and make make force him to make mistakes because he was getting rid of the ball so fast. So he just didn't seem under pressure at all, didn't take any sacks. And I think he did a good job of not only pushing the ball downfield, but taking what he had underneath. Uh, this was a game where he didn't have uh, Mike Williams or Keenan Allen. So I really didn't feel like he was getting much separation from any of his receivers. And he was fitting balls into really, really tight windows. And I do want to talk about a little bit how he wasn't as aggressive as he, I might want. He wasn't really pushing the ball downfield, but... It's tough to do that when you're receiving course as bad as his was in this one. I mean, Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter were his best two receivers. I feel like that was a big part of the reason, not only in this game, but 
a lot of this season he wasn't able to attack downfield because he didn't have the personnel for it. So to me, this is a pretty good performance. All right, moving on to the next one. I think this was his best game of the year um, against San Francisco. Um, a number of plays in this one where the completion percentage would be affected, um, like drops and, and miscommunications and, and such, throwaways as well. Um, but he makes a number of really, really impressive throws in this one. There's one that's been posted to death on social media where he slides left and um, throws back right into a tight window over the middle. Very, very impressive throw. Uh, puts the ball, or doesn't put the ball in harm's way, has one unlucky interception. Um, and he was under pressure a number of times in this game, only ended up taking two sacks. So um, I thought he was good for that. And yeah, overall, generally, the box score is really lying in this one. Um, it looks like he had a very mediocre to below average performance in the box score, but I thought he was very, very impressive in this one. I'm surprised that you feel this way about this game because I actually watched this game live and I was very, felt very similarly about Herbert. And I feel like the national narrative around this game, obviously it being a pretty big game, people really felt like Herbert did not play well in this one because, like you were mentioning, a lot of people kind of blindly looked at the stat sheet here. It doesn't look like the most impressive performance. Uh, but as someone who watched every Niners game and watched that defense really demolish a lot of quarterbacks, I feel like Herbert did probably one of the best jobs out of any quarterback this season in attacking this defense. Because I feel like his skill set really uh, opposes what the Niners have with them obviously having such a great pass rush. But he's so good at getting rid of the ball so fast to neutralize that pass rush. And the Niners pass rush was so good that they did get to him a couple of times two sacks on the day, but still overall, I think we were really aggressive with our pass rush and Herbert did a fantastic job of avoiding that pretty much all day. I'd also agree that he was very accurate in this one. And if it wasn't for the drops kind of costing him in another game where he really didn't have any weapons with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams being out, a lot of drives killed in this one, especially early on uh, with just missed uh, uh, balls and, uh, drops. Overall, though, I still feel like he did a good job of attacking downfield, giving the situation. He was doing a fantastic job with the intermediate part of the field. Uh, I'd also agree that pick wasn't his fault. So definitely not an amazing game. He could have done more. And I think if he somehow won this game uh, with some great plays in that second half, then maybe it would have been on another level. But right now, it's still just a very good performance. All right, moving on to the next one against Kansas City. So I think the box score looks slightly positive in this one, but I wasn't too high on the performance overall because he took a ton of sacks in this one. Um, so he does have a turnover-worthy play, generates a couple of explosive plays in this game. Um, I think his passing yardage number. So there's a play late in the game where Keenan Allen catches a very, very deep pass. Um, I didn't think that was, that was on Herbert. I think... Um, there's a play similar to this um, in the Super Bowl by Jalen Hurts where A.J. Brown kind of okey-dokes the defender and um, turns what is kind of a jump ball into a great pass. Um, I think that's a similar thing to what happened um, when I rewatched this play on the All-22. Um, so that added a ton of yardage for Herbert's total. Um, in general, I think this was a, an above-average to good performance, but uh, I didn't think it was a great performance like some of the metrics would say in this one. 
Uh, I guess I'm a little bit higher than uh, on this performance than you because I do acknowledge those mistakes he met, made, but I definitely think the good he did in this game outweighed that. Obviously, this being a huge game versus the Chiefs where you know that a lot of points are going to be made, I feel like he did a good job of being more aggressive, which is what we want out of him. And that's why some of those mistakes happened. I feel like he took those five sacks and seemed like he was constantly under pressure because he was holding the ball longer, looking for something downfield because he knew they were going to have to score a lot of points in this one. And it did end up paying off. He had big plays to Josh Palmer, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Carter, he was getting the ball out quick a lot of the times, too. And in general, he was still very, very accurate. Uh, I'd agree with you. He did have one turnover-worthy play, which honestly did probably cost him the game. So that's going to bring him down a little bit. And one thing that I've kind of always had a problem with Justin Herbert, and this is kind of foreshadowing for, I guess, the rest of the season, but for whatever reason, he's just somehow not as good in the second half and I feel like it's been a common theme through all of this season. There's just been a lot of games where he comes out very hot and the offense is firing, doing really well. And all of a sudden, things just don't go well in the second half. And a lot of it does have to do with his receivers just failing to get open or the run game kind of failing. Yeah, his help does get worse as games go on. But Herbert also does tend to make a lot more mistakes in that second half. And I feel like he did that again today. So when you take those two things away, it goes from a really great performance to just a great performance. Still very good because of all the good he did, but it could have been even better. All right, moving on to the next one against Arizona. So the sack problem again in this game, but I think it was a little bit more justified because he was under a ton of pressure in this one. The offensive line just didn't show up much. Um, the bigger problem for me was that he had one turnover with he play in this one, um, which didn't show up in the box score, but very, very impactful as a rusher. Um, one of the only times I've said that this season. Um, and yeah, in general, pretty accurate. He didn't push the ball down the field very much at all. Um, this was one of the lower ADOC games um, for the season for Herbert. And in general, I thought the rhythm of the offense could have been better as a result, uh, generated more first downs more consistently and stuff like that. But um, yeah, slightly above average performance overall in this one for me. Uh, I guess I'm a little bit higher than you on this performance again because we saw a little bit of what I wanted out of Herbert in terms of doing more in the second half to finish finish games off because this is one of the rare occasions we saw him do that in this one. And I think in general, all of the good he does in this outweighs the bad. And I agree, he did a worse job than normal in terms of avoiding sacks. But like you said, they were came out very aggressive in this one, and the Chargers' offensive line was pretty banged up, was not playing too well in this one. So I feel like a lot of the sacks did have to do with that. A very uncharacteristic game out of him, but it was due to a very poor situation. And in terms of that one turnover where they play, I feel like he did more than enough to make up for it. And yeah, he wasn't attacking downfield in this one, but he didn't have much time. And he didn't really have any players going downfield in this one with Mike Williams out, kind of his only deep threat on this offense, aside from maybe the one occasional time Josh Palmer gets deep downfield. He really doesn't have a deep threat. And with them 
sending so much pressure at him. He was kind of just getting rid of the ball as soon as he could. And in that, he was very accurate. He was getting a lot of chunk yardage because he was putting it in the right place for good opportunities for Yak. And overall, they did have a lot of scoring drives as a result, ended up finishing off this game uh, with a huge drive to win. So to me, this was a really good performance. I could see the mistakes bring it down a little bit. Uh, But other than that, I thought he did pretty well. And the rushing attack, obviously, much better than normal. All right, moving on to the next one against the Raiders. So um, this one I was a little bit bothered by because he has fumble in this one um, and the consistency of the offense with not being able to complete passes very consistently consistently plus the sacks. Um, That just kind of led to an up-and-down performance for me. He does make some really impressive throws in this one, but... uh, yeah, the consistency was the main issue for me, and it kind of dragged it down to an average performance, especially with that fumble. So, yeah, um, not the greatest performance for me in this one. I'm just going to have to say it's about average. I've kind of switched on this performance since when it happened, because at the time it had happened, I did feel positively about Herbert played here. Uh, I feel like a couple of those fumbles that had happened did uh, really not affect the play, the uh, impact of the game because Herbert was able to get the fumbles on his own. But after kind of relooking at what happened, I'm kind of on a similar boat to UPD on this one where I thought he was kind of just average. And I do think if he played better, uh, they would have ended up winning this game. Uh, I thought this was a rare occurrence where the five sacks he takes was a lot to do with his fault because... He was holding the ball too long, and he honestly wasn't being aggressive enough to warrant that either. So definitely one of his worst games of the season in terms of handling that. Uh, I also think those two fumbles, I've switched my opinion on that, where I do think that does kind of mess with the rhythm of the offense, wasted down, and ultimately I think one or if not both of those drives ended up getting messed up because of what happened there, whether they had to get three instead of seven or not score at all. Uh, Those definitely did affect things, as well as one interceptable throw that I saw from him. And like I said a second ago, he wasn't really being aggressive, and I know he doesn't really have his full uh, receiving core with Mike Williams out, but this Raiders defensive uh, back unit honestly was not very good. So I thought he could have done a better job at that as well. So overall average game because it wasn't too many mistakes where he was really costing them, but still didn't do enough to win in this one. All right, moving on to the next one. Take a deep breath because it's going to be a little controversial. Um, I feel like this one was above average. Um, I think we've discussed this in season. Um, uh, he was under a ton of pressure, ended up taking four sacks, but um, had a number of plays where he also avoided a number of pressures to make the throws. Um, so kind of a mixed bag under pressure there. But the biggest problem for me, I mentioned it to you in season, was him having a drop snap critical late in the fourth quarter. And that bothered me. Um, despite the fact that it doesn't result in a turnover, um, things that can result in turnovers as a result of what the quarterback did, I'm always going to be harsher on, especially in a critical moment like that. Um, so that kind of drags it down to slightly above average for me. Without that, it would have been a very, very good performance. But um, that being in a critical moment, that just kind of bothered me enough to knock it down a lot. Yeah, I did say I switched up on the last game, but I absolutely have not switched up on my take in this game. I thought Herbert was fantastic in this one. And I talked about it with the Tua game about the stakes that were on this game 
But I kind of want to talk about the flip side of things with Herbert. And to me, that kind of adds to why this game mattered so much. Because coming into this, Herbert had obviously had a little bit of a down year statistically. Obviously, a couple of poor performances off the back of the injury and even one or two more after that. And Tua was honestly lighting it up uh, in Miami and playing very well. And a lot of people were saying Tua was better than Herbert. Uh, despite what had happened in previous years. And this matchup was highly touted. And Herbert came out and absolutely embarrassed Tua, in my opinion. I thought Tua played very poorly, and Herbert did exactly the opposite. This was, to me, one of his most accurate games of the year. And this was a very high-volume game where he was also attacking downfield. So he was able to do all that while still staying very accurate, uh, a lot of beautiful passes in this one. I remember one going across the field to Mike Williams on a deep post. One of the best throws I've seen all year. Uh, the touchdown pass was also amazing. He did a great job of attacking the intermediate range of the field too with passes to Keenan Allen, Eckler, Josh Palmer. And it kind of felt like everything was clicking for him. Uh, I'll agree with you that the four sacks were kind of his fault, but I think this that was also a lot to do with the offensive line. This was still kind of that point in the season where the line was getting injured a lot and he was losing time quickly. So I will give him a little bit of a pass on that. And obviously there's the controversial fumble to which I said it doesn't matter to me because the ball kind of slips out of his hands. He almost immediately jumps back on it. And yes, it's a waste of a down, but on that same drive, he scores a touchdown, so it ultimately does not matter. In the previous game when he missed those fumbles, it actually did result in them scoring less points. But if you're able to make up for that little mistake in my eyes with that fumble, with an amazing pass, which he had with the pass right after, and then eventually the Chargers go on to score a touchdown... If that happens to me, that kind of drop snap doesn't really matter. And to me, there's no real mistakes in this game. So this was a phenomenal performance to me. Probably one of his better ones of the year, in my opinion, especially given the circumstances. All right, moving on to the next one against Tennessee. So uh, box score lying a little bit in this one uh, because the two interceptions, he only had one turnover to play in there, in my opinion. Um, and he had some fantastic throws, particularly one on the game-winning drive, fantastic tight window throw down the right sideline on the move. Um, a little bit more evidence that Herbert maybe might have potential to make explosive plays, like in the fourth quarter when they poke him continuously, make the make the big play, make the big play, make the big play. Um, he finally pulls one out, and it was fantastic. Um, and yeah, generally for this game, he ended up taking three sacks, but this game I thought it was a little bit better managing the amount of pressure. Um, getting the ball out of his hands a little bit quicker. Um, and, yeah, I thought he was generating explosives down the field. One turnover really played, but that's not enough for me to stop stop from saying uh, this was a very good game. These are the types of games I really, really like to see out of Herbert because the problem I mentioned a second ago with him just having a lot of second halves where he kind of disappears. Uh, in this game, we see the quite opposite because – he kind of comes in hot with one scoring drives, but for a lot of this game, the Titans' defense were able to really slow Herbert down. Uh, and honestly, it wasn't really Herbert that I thought they slowed down because the rushing attack was non-existent. And they were locking up the Chargers receiving core, who was back healthy in this one, uh, supposedly. But I guess they did still kind of seem like they weren't fully back to it. 
And I think Herbert did a fantastic job of being able to clutch up on the final drive and win. And these games do make me happy with Herbert, but at the same time, they upset me. Because as I said earlier with one of his other games, I don't understand why he needs to wait till his back is against the wall and he has no choice but to attack and be aggressive and really go after a defense. Because if he was always on that mode and always playing that way, I think he'd be able to be one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And that's something I'll talk about even more after we finish talking about the season. Uh, But he really showed that in this one with that final drive. Uh, And just overall in the game, I thought he was pretty good too. He was very accurate in my opinion. And if it wasn't for a couple of drops and miscues, I think the accuracy would look even better on paper. Uh, I'd also agree that only one of those interceptions was his fault. The other one was clearly off a tip uh, from his receiver, so not really on him. I think despite the number of uh, sacks he gave up, he did a pretty good job against pressure in this one. The Titans front seven played pretty well in this, and the Chargers offensive line not so much. So he was constantly under duress, and he was getting the ball out, making quick plays. Uh, That's why you don't see him go deep as much in this one because he was just you know getting rid of the ball and when he did go deep he did a great job in passing it to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams at the end of the game when it mattered so to me a very good performance the interception brings it down a bit but still very good all right moving on to the next one so um, this one against Indy um, and I think I mentioned uh, a Dak Prescott performance against Indy uh, earlier where um, he didn't play that well and it was disguised by the fact that Indy is a horrible team. I felt a similar way about Herbert in this one, but it wasn't quite to that level. He was just kind of mediocre. Um, puts the ball in harm's way a couple of times, once with a fumble, once with an interceptable pass. Um, and just generally wasn't pushing the ball down the field very much. He has that one really nice tight window throw down the left sideline for the touchdown or uh, for near touchdown. But um, aside from that, also uh, the four sacks, a number of them his fault, um, where I really thought that he was holding onto the ball. And kind of a theme for this game, he was holding onto the ball quite a lot. Um, so most of the pressure that he was taking was on him. Um, just generally, the only things keeping this game afloat were um, strong accuracy and the occasional nice intermediate throw. So, um, yeah, wasn't very impressed with this game. I thought it was pretty mediocre. When we talked about Dak, I mentioned how this game disappointed me. His game against the Colts disappointed me uh, because he kind of played down to his competition. And that's why he got masked completely by the game. And I'd have to agree with you here. Herbert, the same thing happened to him. But like you said, to a lesser degree, he wasn't terrible like Dak was, but he definitely was mid in this one. And I do think it does have it has to do with the fact that it was a game later in the year. Uh, the Chargers clearly overmatched a Colts team that we could only assume was tank, tanking at this point. And they really didn't have to do much. And for that reason, I think Herbert kind of played more lackadaisical. And that's why this game wasn't as good. But regardless, still not a very good performance. I did still think he maintained his normal level of accuracy, but he just wasn't going downfield. And this Colts defense, there's plenty of opportunities to do so. And he just kept it too simple and too conservative for my liking. Uh, He also had an interceptable pass in a game where he really wasn't asked to do a whole lot. So having an interceptable worthy pass in this was 
a big problem for me as well as obviously the four sacks when I really didn't feel like the Skulls defensive line was getting enough pressure for that to be a problem. Uh, also, he fumbled uh, in one drive in this one, which kind of killed it. So overall, those mistakes make this just a mediocre performance for me for sure. All right, moving on to the next one against the Rams. Uh, this one, Herbert, was pretty solid in my opinion. Pretty accurate, makes an explosive play here. Zero sacks, just a generally pretty clean game, and he was pushing the ball down the field a little bit more than he has in previous games. Um, like I mentioned, no turnover-worthy plays, and uh, overall, pretty clean game. I I feel like with all the positives you mentioned, you should be as high as me on this game because I thought this was a very good game for all of the same reasons as you. A very clean game where he was very, very accurate in my opinion. Uh, very few passes missed. And this was a game where the run game was going really crazy. And obviously this Rams team at this point had given up on the season. So Herbert wasn't relied on as much as many of their other games, which is really rare occurrence for this Chargers team not relying on Justin Herbert. But because of their success in the run game, he was kind of asked to throw low volume, but in that low volume, he did everything you would have wanted. He didn't put the ball at harm's way at all. He didn't fumble. He didn't take any sacks because of how quick he was getting rid of the ball. He attacked the field deep with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, but also went over the middle of the field in the intermediate range with like Austin Eckler, a lot of passes over the middle to Everett, Carter, etc. Really spread the ball around. I feel like overall this is one of his most clean performances. Maybe no real wow passes because there weren't really any tight windows in this one. This Rams defense was pretty open for business, but very clean and very good performance from Herbert for me. All right, moving on to the next one. Um, this one, last game of the regular season against Denver. Um, and this one was really good aside from a fumble. If that fumble didn't happen. I would have put this as one of his very best games of the year up there with the San Francisco game. Very, very clean game. Um, didn't take much pressure, only took one sack, didn't put the ball in harm's way, um, was making some really nice throws, had a really, really nice explosive play down the field, um, and also suffered for a num- from a number of drops. So the completion percentage could have been even higher. Um, just the rhythm of the offense just looked a lot, a lot better when he was in there. And yeah, I was, I was pretty impressed with his performance here. Yeah, I was also quite impressed with this one, and I felt very similarly to you. This would have been a perfect game for me if it wasn't for the fumble, uh, which brings it down a bit, but still very, very good. He was once again as accurate as always, uh, and against a very good Broncos secondary too. He did another good job of not really taking much pressure and only took one sack despite a pretty aggressive Broncos pass rush in this one. I I don't know really why the Broncos came to play as much as they did in this one because this game meant nothing for the Chargers going into the playoffs and obviously the Broncos may have wanted to lose a game for draft pick purposes, but they really came out aggressive in this one and Herbert still did a good job of getting rid of the ball. And once again, in another game where the run game really wasn't working, he did a good job of being aggressive and making up for it. This was probably one of Keenan Allen's best games, and he wasn't even getting open that much on Pats or 10. It was just Justin Herbert fitting balls into really, really tight spaces, and that's why he had such a good game. And he was also attacking the fall, ball, the field uh, in the intermediate range with passes to Carter, Palmer, Eckler, even Mike Williams just spreading the ball all over the place. Just a pretty perfect game aside from that fumble. 
uh, for Justin Herbert. All right. So let's talk about this playoff game. So we talked about the other side of it with Trevor Lawrence mounting a monstrous comeback. Um, and we have to talk about Herbert um, being partially responsible for that comeback. So early on in the game, the Chargers jump out to a pretty big lead, uh, 27 to nothing. Herbert was playing very well, um, misses a pass in the end zone where he just overthrows Keenan Allen. Um, and then down the stretch, like just nothing happening for the Chargers offense at all. Um, and the thing that I wanted to point out, um, other than the, the average depth of target not being where I want it to be, and there being a turnover they play in there that wasn't captured in the box score, um, the final drive, so Herbert gets sacked. Um, I didn't really think that one was on him, but I, he could have probably gotten rid of the ball a little bit quicker. Um, and then if there was a scheme pass, he can't really do anything about that to Austin Eckler. And then third and 13, um, critical play with the season on the line. And I remember seeing Kirk Cousins getting a lot of heat for this play or this type of play with the Vikings. Um, and I guess just because it's not fourth down, people weren't as in tune with it. But third and 13, Justin Herbert checks it down three yards past the line of scrimmage with Joshua Kelly. Um, and we mentioned Herbert being backed into a corner and having to be aggressive um, at certain points. And in this game, that that specific play uh, really stuck with me where there's, there's still inconsistency. Um, in terms of being aggressive when he should be more aggressive. So um, that that play specifically bothered me quite a lot. Season on the line, you really badly need a first down. It doesn't matter if you throw an interception because you're punting anyway, um, and Herbert chooses to check it down, quote-unquote, give his player maker a chance where there's no chance to be had. So, um, yeah, this game kind of bothered me. He was very mediocre this game, um, and it was kind of a sad way to end a season, which was looking like it was trending in the right direction. Um, post-injury, but uh, fell flat on his face in this one. Man, this game hurt so much to watch as a Herbert fan because I had talked about earlier in the season, and that was kind of the foreshadowing I was mentioning of him coming out firing, having a great first half, and just falling completely flat in the second half for whatever reason. And I feel like he had gotten over that. We saw in recent games where he actually played complete games or maybe even started off slow in the first half and recovered with clutch drives in the second half to the point where I thought he had gotten over it. I thought in the playoffs where he really needed to lock in when I thought his back was certainly against the wall, he was going to come out and be aggressive and play like the Herbert that I expect, and I think when Herbert is at his best, he plays this way. I was expecting that version of Herbert to come out, and he crumbled in the way that every Herbert hater might have wanted him to because he did exactly what people would say in this sort of situation uh, where we you come in, obviously Trevor Lawrence throws four picks, and the Chargers were in a lot of favorable positions. I think a lot of people forget that the reason the Chargers were up so much so quick was because of all the mistakes Jacksonville made. And it wasn't necessarily a big crumble, I feel like, from the Chargers because their offense wasn't doing shit even in that first half. They were just in really advantageous positions. So I felt like even the first half, I didn't really see much out of Justin Herbert, even though the offense came out firing. Uh, he was making pretty simple throws. He was doing his job, and if he had completed it in the second half, I wouldn't have been mad at it, but he wasn't doing anything transformative in that first half either. He was kind of just taking advantage of 
what he was given. And in the second half, when Trevor Lawrence stopped throwing a pick every single drive and the Char- the Jaguars weren't turning the ball over every single drive and the Chargers had to go score for score and have a drive every single drive to match what Trevor Lawrence is doing on the other side to not lose this game. Like PD mentioned, Justin Herbert simply could not get any offense going. And I will give him credit that once again, the run game wasn't working kind of like the rest of the year. Uh, His receivers weren't really doing much. Keenan Allen was getting locked up. Mike Williams wasn't getting any separation whatsoever. Actually, I believe Mike Williams didn't even play in this game, if I remember correctly. And Keenan Allen definitely played poor. Uh, Justin Herbert had to resort to going to Gerald Everett as main guy because the Jaguars really didn't have any linebackers to combat with him. But other than that, he was getting no help. So I will say that came into it. But ultimately, with the season on the line, he didn't get anything done drive after drive. I also thought that last drive was pretty poor where... Yeah, there were two bad play calls on first and second down that put him in a bad situation once again, and that's kind of the theme of his season. But when he did have his back against the wall, uh, he didn't deliver, and he did do make a play that we clowned on Kirk Cousins for a check down in a situation that certainly should not have been. And obviously, since they didn't score on the or they didn't convert on the fourth down, it didn't end up mattering anyways. Those couple of yards he got on the third down to get closer, so. Ultimately, definitely a dis- disappointing game from Herbert here. Uh, I would have expected a lot more in this situation given how he played in the past and definitely a stain on this season for sure after it was an upturn. I think if he played in a different way the second half, went on to have a better playoffs, oh, we'd be talking about his previous season a lot different. But I think this kind of epitomized everything. There was a lot and a lot that was on his defense, that was on his offense for sure. He was definitely asked to do a whole lot when he shouldn't have been. But at the same time, he disappointed when the team needed him most with the season on the line. So, uh, mediocre performance. All right, rough way to go out. But let's talk yeah, about sure. let's talk about the team and scheme for this year. So, in terms of the team, they added Quentin Johnston, and um, Johnston I really like as a downfield playmaker. Has some issues with contested catch situations and can drop the occasional ball, but he's definitely a field stretcher um, who will definitely force safeties to play a little bit off the line of scrimmage a little bit more. Um, and then, aside from that, in terms of the team, like you just got to hope for health, man. Like they are consistently injured all the time. Um, every single year, it feels like they pile up injury after injury. Last year was especially bad, and offensive line injuries are very common with the amount of contact that they take, but especially the Chargers offensive line has seemed like it's been hurt quite a lot. Uh, last year with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, both dealing with injuries, um, it was more exacerbated and Justin Herbert himself, obviously dealing with injuries. Um, so the potential of the Chargers offense hinges on that. And of course they've made big time scheme change going from um, what's his face, Joe Lombardi to Kellen Moore. Uh, Kellen Moore is from the same family in terms of play calling as Joe Lombardi. But I think that Kellen Moore's detail um, with concepts and changing up the way that plays are called uh, will do a lot of good for the way Justin Herbert plays. Um, in terms of like him attacking more down the field, I've been hearing stuff from training camp that they're really trying to air it out, but um, I want to see it in-game to believe it. That's kind of my whole thing with Herbert. I want to see it to believe it. Um, and yeah, I, I think that 
the the variation in scheme rather than calling the same four plays over and over um, for for Joe Lombardi in the games when they didn't have much talent. I think that'll do him a lot of good, um, and hopefully he can continue to take that next step with a much healthier offensive line and receivers and a better coaching staff. I love that you emphasized health because to me that's definitely the biggest thing about this Chargers team too because we saw just a year prior where honestly I felt like they had an even better more uh performative offense more better better playing overall and it was just the defense and injuries that piled up on that side that made them lack and ultimately not make the playoffs I thought that offense was more deadly and last year it wasn't necessarily that because of the long-term injuries to Keenan Allen Mike Williams and both of them kind of not coming back 100% kind of dragging along their recovery process by just not being there fully even when they were back but starting with the RB room, I do wish they did a little bit more. Obviously, Austin Eckler being one of the league's best running backs. And he is an incredible receiving back, which is great for Justin Herbert, who obviously we talked about it likes to throw it conservatively, get rid of the ball quickly. Austin Eckler is a great fit for that. But I would have really liked them to pursue a running back who is amazing between the tackles and just a pure rusher, which I don't feel like you get from Josh Kelly, Isaiah Spiller. I feel like their backups are more just short yardage, red zone backs they want to use to bruise in there. And Eckler is more of a receiving back, but you don't have your down-to-down running back. And I think Justin Herbert, who is somebody who likes to get rid of the ball quickly, kind of like a Trevor Lawrence, maybe even could work off the play action even more, really could use a running back who you can use down to down like that to back up Eckler. Uh, So I do think that's a big hole in their running back room, but obviously this is a unit that has worked for multiple years that scored a lot of touchdowns for this team. So still, even then, a very good unit to have around Herbert. Uh, The receiving core hopefully should be better. I agree that Quentin Johnston is a huge upgrade for this team, and I think it's huge for developing Justin Herbert's aggressiveness as well. I think he's probably one of the best receivers in the draft in terms of routes going downfield, creating separation downfield, and taking the top off of defense. Like PD mentioned, they're going to have to have defenses that play higher safeties against this team now, kind of always watch for Quentin Johnston there. And I feel like that sort of part of an aspect of his game will really push Justin Herbert to go downfield more and kind of shows a hint of what their scheme is next year, which I'll talk about in a second. And as far as Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, I think both are honestly a little washed at this point of their careers but still very skilled and obviously have developed great chemistry with Justin Herbert. They've both put up incredible seasons with them, and I think with the speed of guys like Johnston, Palmer, Guyton to take the top of the defense, this should be an overall pretty deep and decent receiver core, but I could definitely see injuries or just massive regressions out of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams to hold this receiver core back. So there's optimism there but things could go wrong very quickly for this receiver core as we saw last year uh i think gerald everett's once again a nice fit for herbert and we saw a lot of good things from him last year so i'm glad they 
kept him around. And the offensive line is very similar to the receiving core where there's a lot of talent there. I think Rashawn Slater is obviously a great tackle, one of the best young left tackles in the league, in my opinion. Zion Johnson was also incredible as a rookie last year. Corey Lindsley has been good for a while. And the right side of their line may not be as good as the left in the middle, but it still has played together. And this offensive line is a decent unit as a whole. They just need to stay healthy. And if they can stay healthy, I think it's a pretty good uh, unit to help protect Herbert. And I think the biggest upgrade they've made this offseason and what's going to change the Chargers' offense as a whole, uh, something you mentioned as well in their offensive coordinator now being Kellen Moore, and them switching from being a more under-pocket play-action team that throws the ball short and gets rid of the ball quick to a team that's going to spread the offense out, play air raid, probably attack deep, use all the receiving talent they have, even Austin Eckler in the receiving field uh, even more, and just attack defenses. And I think that's how Justin Herbert plays his best. We We saw him play a similar sort of style in Oregon, and I think most people expected him to come into the league and play like that because that clearly suited him the best. And for whatever reason, the Chargers had him playing in a different way in which he was still able to be successful. And I think in this new scheme, which much, much better suits his play style, it really accentuates his arm talent and athleticism. I really think he's going to cook and I think he's going to jump up in what the rankings he had last year, which I guess we can jump into right now, PD, with the our rankings for these guys. Yeah, giving us a little bit of spoilers for the next section now. So let's talk <laughs> about the juicy stuff. So um, let's talk about the range of outcomes for Justin Herbert for this season. Um, so I've been mentioning it all along, and I want to make my stance very clear. Justin Herbert is very, very much a ceiling raiser. Um, and like I mentioned before, it's definitely the archetype that I want, but... For me, the issue with Herbert has always been when you add complicating factors that are very common for teams, um, like injuries to to teammates, um, schemes that kind of get figured out through the season, um, and stuff like that, Herbert kind of drops in play quite significantly. Um, I mentioned this with Rodgers for the reason why his range of outcomes was so wide. Um, For him, it's more like pass blocking is a big thing that uh, bothers him in chemistry with his receivers. Um, He's kind of... Uh, also a little bit of a profile. Um, but coming back to Herbert, uh, for him, it's um, his consi- or his receivers uh, being able to get separation consistently. Um, that can kind of wax and wane depending on injury. And then the scheme, um, he doesn't really take shots down the field, hasn't done so for the past four seasons of his career. Um, and we're still waiting to see if he can return to that 2018 form. Um, so for him, um, at his median level outcome, I have him as quarterback five or so, four to five. Um, I think that that's kind of where he was in 2021. Um, very, very good quarterback, accurate, like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, um, uses his size to throw over the line of scrimmage, um, can avoid sacks really well, and uses his velocity um, in the intermediate range of the field really well. Um, and then at the higher end outcome, so um, I mentioned this before the podcast when I was talking to Potty, but I'll mention it right now. Um, Being able to be more aggressive and push the ball down the field in contested windows is not really a trait that develops as easily as being more conservative. Um, It's easier to reel a guy back in than to make him more aggressive. 
um, historically if we look at the way guys play. Um, and so these kind of high-end outcomes will have a very, very much outsized impact on Justin Herbert's level of play. Um, and so for my 75th percentile outcome, I see him as like the second best quarterback in the league. Um, and I think this is where probably ranked him and it makes sense for um, the way that that type of trait would impact the level of play. But um, I see that probability as a little bit lower. So um, for a 75th percentile outcome, like I said, probably second best quarterback in the league. Um, and then 100th percentile outcome, he's just the best quarterback in the league where um, he returns to that 2018 level of aggression or maybe even more. Um, and he's firing the ball down the field and he kind of unlocks the level of talent that we've seen in the past. Um, but again, like I said, uh, it's a little bit trickier for me to see this happening in reality without um, something really crazy happening. Um, and then at the 25th and 0th percentile outcomes, at the 25th, uh, we see the Chargers pick up injuries like we see every year. Um, Kellen Moore's scheme is helpful, but not really too additive. Um, and Herbert looks a little bit worse than what I would expect and looks something like the quarterback six in the league, uh, which would be an upgrade over last year, but um, not too much. Um, and then at the worst outcome, last year was pretty close to that, him dealing with injuries, the whole team dealing with injuries in a bad scheme. Um, and he still wasn't too bad. So I would say that is something like quarterback nine overall. Uh, and yeah, so that, that makes it one to nine in the zero to or 100 to zero percentile outcomes and then more realistic range. Something like two to six for him. Yeah, uh, before I get into my end-of-season outcomes, I kind of want to address some of the things you said before you got into yours. And I do like the Rodgers comparison. I know we were talking about it just before uh, we started recording with Herbert probably being the similar sort of mold where he can absolutely raise the ceiling of a really good team with a lot of good pieces like I've said this before and I'll say it again I think Herbert would have done as much if not even more if he was put into a situation like Joe Burrow which is obviously much more advantageous than where he is now and you saw that obviously with Rodgers with his level of play for you fluctuating so much when he had different levels of rosters for sure throughout his career and to me I guess that's part of the reason why I'm moving Herbert up because I do think this year obviously injuries could play a role or you know natural regression but on paper this seems to be that upgraded offense and offensive scheme that we can expect for a to elevate Justin Herbert's game, kind of like when Rodgers got better players around him and a more advantageous scheme than Mike McCarthy's. He blossomed into being an MVP caliber quarterback again. I do that see a similar kind of thing happening to Justin Herbert here. Uh, and I guess another way I look at that sort of concept as a whole differently is to me, when quarterbacks play a little bit worse, I guess on paper, or maybe not able to do as much because of the defects on their team, I don't take it into account and take away from their performance because I still know they can do more, which I feel like what since we've seen Justin Herbert with his back against the wall, do incredible things going downfield and be very, very good while aggressive. To me, that shows me that I, he can do it. He's just not able to as much because of how conservative the scheme was and how bad his personnel was. And to me, that's why I don't lower those quarterbacks based off, you know, kind of the situation around them limiting them. And even in the years that Rodgers may have been lower 
on paper than some of his other seasons, I wouldn't have downgraded him as much in those years because I still feel like Rodgers or Herbert still has that level of capability, but it's just kind of the situation around them being poor. And this year in a better situation, I'm really high on Herbert. I think pretty much everyone I've said this ranking to has been pretty surprised by how high it is. And honestly, nobody's really on board with it. But I firmly believe that Herbert has that what PD was talking about in the 2018 aggressiveness, which first of all, I want to say, I feel like it's kind of hard to translate what you were saying with college level aggressiveness to where he is now. I think that would look completely different, but I guess even there and even in certain games like that Raiders game I mentioned earlier, or like the Giants game we saw in his second year, there are games where he's able to go downfield consistently. And I think with this new scheme unlocking it, I expect him to be the third best quarterback in the league uh, as his 50th percentile outcome. I just think if he's able to continue playing at that aggressive level for long periods of time, which is what Kellen Moore is saying will happen, which is what I expect out of him and know he can do, if he really can do that while maintaining his level of not throwing interceptions or just turning the ball over in general and like taking very few sacks, if he can maintain those two things, which we've seen him do just not consistently, if this new scheme is able to make that happen for Herbert, I could see him being QB3 next year. And that's over, guys, like Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, uh, mostly guys who we talked about, I guess a little bit of a spoiler there. And to me, I think his best level outcome, and I guess there's one person who I mentioned in other episodes that I think isn't really going to get taken away at two and I'll explore at one and I'll explain why soon. But for that reason, for me, the best outcome for Herbert is QB two. And I really do see a world where that can happen. I think it'd be tough for him to beat out Burrow, but if Burrow really does come out sluggish from the injury he had and Herbert's able to come out to a hot, hot start like he did last year and stay that way without getting injured, I could see him, if he's able to play that way the whole year, be QB2. And at his worst, I would expect him to be like QB6 to 7 in his 0th percentile outcome. I just don't see him, even if the situation uh, is terrible and they face a lot of injuries, Kellen Moore's offense isn't as aggressive as we expect, or like PD may think, he's not able to develop his game to being more aggressive. If all of those things happen, then I could see him falling to a low-end Pro Bowl type of player. But I just think uh, he's too talented to go anything worse than that. Uh, just being a Pro Bowler seems like a base-level uh, floor for Justin Herbert. Yeah, um, interesting points that you make there before we head out. Um, you say some important stuff about um, how it looks on paper. And I've been thinking recently, before I made these rankings, I really wanted to emphasize it, um, how it's not, the game is definitely not played on paper. Um, and we have to think about what happens when you add complicating factors like injuries and, and scheme and, and team and, and stuff like that. And um, while I would say that Herbert's ability to raise the ceiling of an offense when everything is clicking is really, really good and honestly rivals some of the best in the game. And I would probably say he's, uh, really up there like as number one, two, three, somewhere there in terms of raising the ceiling of, of an offense. Um, 
just that floor raising aspect of the game, and especially with that one trait of testing tight windows, um, that is something I really need to see to believe, and it would do so, so much for his ability to carry the team when they really need someone to go out there and make a play. Um, and as we'll talk about in an upcoming episode, with a quarterback that he's constantly compared to, um, I've been seeing stuff like um, on Twitter where there was a post where I saw um, Herbert's EPA per play with uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams on the field versus this quarterback with his two receivers healthy. And to me, it was it just like th- that comparison falls flat because you need to think about the attributes of their game when um, other guys are injured and, and how they're able to perform in different situations and not just look at the ideal situation. Um, so for me, I would be all in. I just need to see it, see it to believe it. And that's fair. And one, I guess, counterpoint I would say to that uh, with kind of the comparison you're talking about with Herbert's EPA with those two guys off and a certain other quarterback with his two best guys on the field. I don't think the point people are making is, uh, oh, Herbert's doing well despite this. I think they're trying to say that other players are – doing just as much as Herbert in terms of effectiveness. They're pretty equal, but the situations around them are incredible. And if Herbert is given a similar situation, he would flourish. Because last year, I honestly think that the situation around him kind of came close to the floor in terms of how bad it could be. The That Chargers offense around him was nowhere near what was it was expected to be coming into the season Almost all their positions underperformed, whether it was Austin Eckler being a little bit worse than the year before, Allen and Mike Williams having down years because of how much time they missed, the offensive line being nowhere near as good as it should have been. With all those factors, I think they were at a floor, and Justin Herbert, despite all that, was still able to lead that team to 10 wins, was able to put that team in the playoffs, and time in and time out had games where Put, he put this team on his back and moved them along because of all the problems they had. Now, if we give him a better roster around him, he should be able to raise that ceiling even more because he actually has talent around him. So if anything, I feel like he has already proven that he can be a good floor raiser as well just by his season last year. And he just needs to be unleashed to be able to do play at his best with a better scheme and better talent. And I still don't think the Chargers are there in terms of putting adequate talent around him for him to be at his very, very best. But I think they did a made a major step in the right direction in this offseason. And I think for that reason, he'll flourish and play even better than we've seen him before, which has already been in a top five quarterback type of level. I think most people would consider maybe top six at the worst. Uh, I think he can make a big leap from that. All right. Um, yeah, good floor raiser. Um, this is going to sound nitpicky, but good good floor raiser. It's not enough when um, the guys we're going to talk about up here are great at both areas, I would say. Um, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, last thing um, before we head out, answer this in like 30 seconds or less. How would you describe his 2021 situation as compared to 2022? Uh, I would say it was similar situation, but they were healthy, so better. Okay. It's an interesting point to think about for me. All right. 
That'll be all all from us in this one. Make sure to like, leave a rating, do what you need to do on whatever platform that you're listening on. Follow us on Twitter at BD34 underscore and RailRahulPotty2. That'll be all from me. That'll be all from Potty. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.